Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. It was not highlighted. Put the driveway back together and the driveway was fine. Did it have twinkle lights? This is the twinkle light house. (laughs) Take a damn call or at least answer a text or an email instead of ghosting for days. Never heard of a hullabaloo. (laughs) What? Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hello, friends. The episode that you are about to listen to actually comes with a copy of Free Notes. Notes. Here's the reason why. At the end of this episode, you will learn, as many people who have listened have already said, oh, I need to re-listen to this with a pen and paper. There is a lot of information here, and it is pretty detailed. And we have a sweet, sweet listener Mm -hmm. named James Harold, who we're going to give all the props to. James made the notes for you. And he emailed them to us, Mm -hmm. and they are Perfect. Phenomenal. Not only do they recap this episode and capture everything that you need to know, but it also directs you to other episodes we have done to give you more information on a certain topic. Right. So James, oh, and you like to know where everyone is. James is in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. So y'all need to give a shout out. Go follow James. On Tell his, him thank you for the notes. On his Instagram because he made these notes, very kindly shared them with all of us. So now you can have a copy of, and I look, we've reviewed them. They're perfect. They're perfect. They, we couldn't have done it literally any better. <laughs> no. We probably, we wouldn't have done it this good. No, no, that's, it's great. It's really good. So how do they get these notes? So you will need to go to our website, hustlehumblypodcast.com slash Co-op, C-O-O-P, so coop. Coop. (laughs) (laughs) Hustlehumbly.com slash coop. Coop, that's right. And all you have to do is put your email in and you'll get a free copy of these notes so that you can have everything that you need to be a good cooperating agent for everyone. And please, if you get the notes, send James a little message and tell him how thankful we are for him because we just wouldn't be able to do without him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so y'all enjoy those notes of the coming episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hi. Hey, Katie. Hello and welcome. (laughs) Um, It is episode 129, How to Be a Great Cooperating Agent. Yes, I'm excited about this one. Apparently a lot of people are. Wow. (laughs) We we asked the people for their thoughts and boy, did they deliver. Because we always say we want to be the agent that other people want to work with. Well, how are you going to do that? Oh, we've got a list. We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you exactly how, but... um, the flipper board. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Y'all are going to die. What happened? What has happened? So we're going to die? Oh. I'm so nervous right now. I just, I just stressed myself out. Okay, it's, it's fine. I had my, it's done. Done. 
It's complete. It looked beautiful. How it it looked beautiful. <laughs> looked beautiful. That's past tense. It was and done. I'm out. Um. So oh I had God. it inspected just to make sure. I'm like having heart palpitations. <laughs> just to make sure there wouldn't be any surprises. Okay. And there really wasn't. The inspection was not bad. You just did a regular old home inspection. Regular old home inspection. Love it. Just to be proactive. Good idea. And Good tip for I sellers. went through and highlighted the things that my contractor should fix. Okay. Just little things like some rotten trim that wasn't all the way fixed. Um, some light bulbs weren't working. So mm-hmm. I just highlighted it. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to him and said, hey, see attached inspection report. I made some notes. Could you check out the highlighted items? He's like, see. <laughs> <laughs> I get a picture of the driveway busted up. <gasps> the whole driveway? Only a portion of it. I caught him halfway. I'm like, what are you doing? It was on the inspection report. No, no. There was cracks in the driveway. <laughs> I said, it was not highlighted. It was not highlighted. Put the driveway back together and the driveway was fine. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> also, the inspector like noted that the foundation is not like fully visible. It's an old house. And so the grading is high. All the houses on the street are this way. He dug a trench around the house. Yeah. Yeah, he did. A trench Mm -hmm. and ripped up our bushes that he planted to dig the trench. The ones he just put in the ground. (laughs) So now if you drive by my beautiful flip house, it looks like a disaster. What in the world? So I couldn't I couldn't go. I just was like, I can't deal with this. I'm disconnecting right now. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, go to the flip house. I can't Help, do Whitney. it. What? I get a text from Whitney. Don't come here. <gasps> <laughs> That's what she said. Don't ever come I'm, here again. I'm sweating right now telling this story. I wasn't hot before we started recording, but it's now, all coming back. You're like, oh, God, it's the lights and the story. So sending the inspection report to a normal contractor where the communication, you know, he's so nice and 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 he's fixing it all. He's pu- he's putting it all back. I don't know what I'm going to pay for. I don't know. I I need to I'm not paying for all of it because it's he he's got to figure out communication. Like I could not have been more clear, okay? So, anyways, he's putting it and then on the same day I get a text from an agent that's like, um, hey, I have a client who I think this would be a good fit for. Would you mind giving me the address so he can Not drive today. by? Not nope. today. Can't drive by today. <laughs> um, so he's in the process of putting it back but together. But he has to like pour concrete? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Do you know that the weather then will play into it? Yes. <laughs> yep. I'm ill. I am really mad at myself. I had my pity party. It's over. Okay, I ended just the pity mo- party. Moving I, on. I, There's nothing you can do. I should. I am taking responsibility for a lot of this for okay. the fact that I should have said, "Let's meet in person, walk it through, and walk through the inspection yeah. report." But I didn't have time this week, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to. To be honest, <laughs> to be quite honest, I thought, "Why do that when I could just send him the report with what I want addressed on there?" Yeah. Look, I uh, take it's okay. It's fine. It's fine because I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> oh my god! It could have happened with someone you did not have bad communication with. It could have happened with anyone because 
contractors are a rare breed that just don't listen. Like they just, oh, yeah. they don't listen at all. They're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Listen, see, and I'm that way too. Listen, lady. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I get, it. I got I, it. I say, I see this inspection report. Thank you. Ah, but I did whatever. type. I even like highlighted <laughs> on the inspection report the items and then wrote in blue next to it in simple terms. Can I ask what you did want him to do off of the inspection? Sure. I'll, re I'll read. Oh, that would be great. I would love to know what he was supposed to do instead of tearing out the shrubs and the driveway. <laughs> Pretty much nothing outside. Oh, my God. Pretty much nothing outside. Mm -mm. Okay, some of the things were there was some vegetation close to the house. Just, oh, my just gosh. Cleaning. Like a, just a few, few little pull ferns. Weeds. Okay, pull, pull some okay. weeds. Oh, a piece of damaged trim. Okay. That was painted over. Got it. Rep repair the trim. Mm -hmm. um, the bottom of the garage door was rotten, you know, from oh, the rain. Oh, always. This rain. always happens. Yeah, so okay. fix that. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Did he do those things or did he yeah. go straight to the Oh, no. He big started jobs. with the big jobs. <laughs> he started demoing the, the exterior. Oh, my Some God. Some little holes that need to be sealed. Seal keep it up. Call, keep caulk it up. Okay. Debris on the roof. Blow off the roof. My word. Some light bulbs were missing. This is like handyman type stuff. Yes. Weather stripping at the front door. Oh, bless. Um, there was no air filter in the AC. That well, kind of stressed me out because it's new. Well, one of the mm -hmm. cabinets needed adjusting. The garbage disposal was not connected. It was installed, but okay. it was not connected. These are so easy. Caulking around the tub faucet mm -hmm. where it meets the tile. That was the list. He could have literally done all of that in about four that hours. That was the list. And then he was like, well, I guess I'll start with the big stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of just minor electrical things, mm -hmm. open splices yeah. here and there. I sent the electrical portion of the report to my electrician. Okay. He didn't even get that copy. <laughs> he didn't even see that thing. So. Wow. Yeah, I do need to. Oh. So anyways, I am hoping that it would all be fixed soon. Okay. I was planning on photos tomorrow. <laughs> but. Now, not so much. Not so much. Look, it's okay. Tomorrow it's going to be like a ice storm. So yeah, it's okay. Right. Wow. I I think we should just end it. Yeah. The end. D to D to D. It's going to be fixed. Okay. <laughs> but it was done, and now it's not. It's not done. It's not done. And Whitney um has did some staging on it. Mm -hmm. The like buffet area. Yeah. Like, that the looks bathrooms, good. The kitchen. Oh, it just looks it. It really looks great. I was really upset yesterday mm -hmm. um, when all of this went down, but now I am. I just I got to a point where I had to laugh about it. I think it it's is. fine. Look, when you said <laughs> it looked good, I was thinking, oh my god, was it like vandalized oh, or yeah, like no. something really terrible? Come on, something really terrible could have happened. This is fixable. Yeah, it is fixable. The only thing I am sad about is the trenching around the house because putting it back now just like draws attention. Like what, what happened? was wrong what, here? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. You got to put some like sod there. Yeah. He's going to have to. I, I know. Oh, my I know. word. I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that happened. So and it would not have happened, sorry. I don't think, if I would have just. It's okay. Showed up and paid attention. Well, well, lesson learned. Yeah. This is why you won't do another one for a while. Right. We're, we're, did I'm we trying ever, to do another one. <laughs> right. Did we ever Did we ever dig into the 10%, you know, 
extra budget, like the yeah we trouble did. budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but it was kind of like things I chose to do. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, this is going so well. This is going so well. Like I um mm-hmm. I don't know if I shared before, but I ended up like renovating the garage. Oh really? Yeah, it was okay. just dirty Yucky. and needed new sheetrock bad. Oh, but. Okay. It didn't bother me when the house was old, but now that the house is renovated, like, I was just like, looks this like garage has thumb. got to be done, okay. and it looks amazing. Great. $1,700. That's Worth not it. bad. Worth, Worth it. It. Okay. it looks great. Well, <clears throat> I'm sorry, and let's, we're moving, <laughs> okay, moving we're on. Moving on. Okay. How to be a good agent that people want to work with. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know do, what do, is... Do, 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 but <laughs> do you know what is so funny? There is what we asked. <laughs> we asked the people. We asked the people yeah. what makes an agent good to work with, like who you would want to work with again. Yes. And on mine, I asked also what makes someone not a good agent to work with. Oh, okay. okay. But the- look at all our notes. We got. <laughs> Wait, YouTube, we're, we're showing YouTube, YouTube all of our notes. Look at all the notes. I have more than these. More pages. Okay. What What is the number one? What is the one number one answer? Come on, just this is like a family feud. You want me to answer? Top answer. The top answer in my Instagram feed was communication. Communication. <laughs> I got it in all caps. I yep. got it with exclamation points. Yep. I got it with lots of adjectives. Mm-hmm. But the irony and why I wanted to bring up that one first is that is exactly where the problem came in in the flip report. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's funny because I'm going through these answers as I'm um, okay, for example, the inspector. So we asked lenders, title, uh-huh. agents, like mm-hmm. what? who do you want to work with? Mm-hmm. One of the things that they said was don't send the entire inspection report. To anyone ever. Yeah. And like I did that to my contractor. You did, you did exactly. I tried to filter by highlighting. No. But I still sent the whole report. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, this has happened to me before with look, my look, clients. Look what happened. Who have sent the whole report and this similar type oh of stuff gosh. happens. Or... Uh, we're not going to dive off onto that. But yes, communication. Yes. Communication. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so let me just quick, I'm going to run through uh, what makes a realtor easy to work with as written by my people. Okay. So this is just the, the people answers. <laughs> this is the people answers. Are you ready? Yeah. Communication is key. Take a damn call or at least answer a text or an email instead of ghosting for days. Okay. Uh, they answer their beep phone. Communication, exclamation point, consistent communication, proactive, respectful communication, easy to communicate with, communication, all caps, prompt and clear communication, responsive, and and then um, it comes up again, honest and honesty and communicate. It's it's over and over and over and over. Communication. communication. Guess what? This is why we did an entire episode called communication communication so you can refer back episode one episode 116 116 communication is all about the communication So that way we don't dedicate this whole episode um what i would like to say about this is that you guys this is literally the easiest thing you can do yeah all the people are saying all the other agents are saying is you would be a dream to work with if you simply communicate yes i mean that's it how hard could it be the end that's the end of this episode right Yep. And you were worried it would be too long. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. The end. And it's funny because we do have practical tips from lenders, appraisers, title companies, and inspectors. Yeah. And I, I have some practical tips also. Um, and their tips sort of all go back to mm. communication. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Okay. Well, let's let's not get to the tips just yet. Okay. 
I want to finish out the few other things that people said about what makes the realtor easy to work with. No ego. That was huge. Um, provides correct info and documents. Mm-hmm. Responds to email, even if it says received, Alyssa Jenkins. I do that now that Google auto awesome clicks, you know, like, thank you. Um, click. Nice. Just nice. Just yeah. being nice. Kind, yes. Um, humor, which I kind of agree with. Yeah, I that, would was, love to that work, came up here. If you're funny, I would love to work with you again. Kindness and good communication. Um, and then it just said, again, honest. I got a lot of kindness. Honestly, yes. I would just appreciate kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, being kind, all caps. Some realtors are so unnecessarily rude. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, they want everyone to win, avoid drama, stay calm and cheerful, be human, let's work it out, don't have a chip on your shoulder. Um, again, truly just communication and respect, so simple. Refusing to communicate with respect as if they are competing. That's a don't do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, here's a practical one someone shared. Text or email a summary of the main points of the offer so that they have it in writing for reference. Yeah. Um, willing to talk on the phone, not just text or email. It doesn't mean you have to call for everything, but being willing to talk on the phone. If you refuse, if the other agent on the other side of the transaction is trying to talk to you and you refuse that type of communication, that is not being easy to work with. Yeah. For whatever reason, that other agent needs that to talk it out. I had an agent recently because, you know, I'm emailer. Yes. I will say if it is during normal business hours and you call or text me, you will get a response. Okay. I prefer an email, mm-hmm. but I will respond if it's during normal business hours. If it is in yeah. the evening and you call or text me, you will get a response tomorrow. Okay. Probably via email too. Uh-huh. But I just had a lady that was like, I know you prefer email, but I have to tell you my email is not good. You would be upset if you saw my email. I just She's like, I'd rather I, I I'd have rather to like say text it to you. you. Oh, or she had to text call it? you. Like I just so what I don't like she was like, I'm not a good emailer. I said, I will do oh, I my best. I thought it was like a bad situation. No, she's just her email's out of control and she doesn't get her emails. She doesn't well. want to get in there. Yeah, she doesn't want to get in there. So oh, who knows what's so in there? Puts a whole other, other but, story. So she was like, I just I'm better with texting and email. I'm like, who knows the balls that you have dropped? They're like, all in her email. They're, yeah, they're uh, yeah, it's a mess. They're all in her email. So I told I was kind and I did my best and we we made it through. Okay, fine. thank God. But, well, yeah. but I think calling. I am not anti the phone. I just think you should ask yourself beforehand, like how urgent is this? Yeah. Like I was at a home inspection yesterday and we couldn't find something that, and it was. I needed like a quick answer. Yeah. It was normal business hours. I texted the agent. She texted me back. I got what I needed. That's fine. There are time and places where that communication is yeah. necessary. Okay. I love it. Do you want to do practical tips now or do you want to hear what people said they do not want their co-oping agent to do? You can run through that list real quick. Okay. I'm going to go through it real quick. What do co-oping agents do that you wish they would stop? Okay. Is my question. Not answer calls. Shocker. Not submit docs by deadlines. Mm-hmm. Not responding or not respecting the deadline. Not doing their job. We have episodes for like literally all of this stuff. All these things, yeah. Um, doesn't return calls or emails. Mm-hmm. Not responding to emails ever. <laughs> Never answering their phone ever. Mm-hmm. Not 
everything requires a 30 minute phone call. I thought that one was interesting because most of us are annoyed that you won't answer the phone, but it is annoying if you need to talk for way too long every time. Yes, quickly, quickly. Unresponsive, oh, then this came up a lot, condescending. Mm. Talk down or belittle newer agents, speaking down to other agents and having no respect for them, no compromise, a line in the sand, so that would be like poor negotiating, Mm -hmm. Um, lying. Buyers mm-hmm. will not ask for repairs over X, and then they do. <laughs> uh, reminding them how many years they have been in the business. Oh, they that's they do not like when their co-op agents like, well, I've been doing this for twenty five years. Right, right. We talk on the phone for thirty minutes for everything. Right. right. <laughs> um, shady, manipulative negotiating. Oh, like don't do yeah. that. Being rude, being a jerk, being mean, condescending again. Uh, gaslighting. We have more showings was the example. Oh. That would also, to me, be yeah. lying. Right, right. Don't, don't lie. But Over-exaggerating also, can be lying. Yes. Yeah, over-exaggerating, not good. Don't use it like a tactic. You have to tell the truth. Um, ignoring paperwork requests or letting deadlines lapse without the big C, communication. communication. Uh-huh. When everything is a fight and they default to defensive, having everyone else work their deal and not the actual listing agent. So, like, when a different team member is constantly... Oh, this, you'll talk to my assistant from now on, and then yeah, this person that, will handle this part of the right, transaction. Right, but, like, don't keep changing yeah. it around. Right. Can one... We need a we need a solid line of contact. Yes. Who do I talk... It's, it's even worse when the listing agent repeatedly steps back in. Mm. Either it's all someone... Else, like, that's... I agree with this. I, it is hard to get through a transaction. I don't even know what kind of co-oping agent you are if you dumped me off to some other part of your team, but then you keep popping in... Who do I talk to? Don't right. make me copy three people. Yeah. I do not want to copy three people on every mm-hmm. email, every text, every Anytime call. Anytime I get a new transaction and the agent's like, hey, I've copied my team on this email. Please oh. make sure they're all on correspondence every time. I'm like. No. So difficult. Can't they just get a team email that everyone can log into? Right. Like, then that y'all figure it out on your yeah. end, not on my end. Anyway, not respecting professional working hours. Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, big ego plus no idea how the process works. Dangerous combo. Yes. <laughs> when they stop being professional and get emotionally involved. When the co-op agent takes it personal that the buyer and seller can't come to terms. Mm. Okay. So those are all the things that you wish your co-oping agents would stop doing. Okay. Stop it. Perfect. Please stop it. Okay. Um, do you want to start with your practical tips? Yeah. So let's okay. start with what the lenders said. Love it. So I think it's important that we are operating our business like a business and that whenever a colleague or co-op vendor or somebody gets a contract from you, they're like, oh, thank goodness. Right. This is who I want to work with. That's how you win multiples also. Yes. They're like, this was fantastic. Yeah. Um. So the lenders... One of the biggest things that they said was communication. <laughs> um, you don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Um, sending an email to if the li- if the lender has a um, processor or something okay. like just copying them. Copying the right parties. Copying the right parties. Okay. But also the lender making the introduction. Mm-hmm. I mean, the realtor making the introduction from the buyer to the lender. 
Oh. They said they see a lot of realtors that are scared to be involved in the pre-approval process. And they don't like that. And they don't like that. They like the introduction. Mm-hmm. And they like when the realtor has already educated the client Ooh. on the pre-approval process. Oh. Like, hey, don't be surprised when they need to pull your credit. You got to do They're going to need these documents. Okay. This So hearing it from us first mm-hmm. softens the blow because they said sometimes the buyers come to the lenders. They're surprised. So excited. Hey, I'm ready to get pre-approved and mm-hmm. the lender's like great we're gonna pull your credit <gasps> i don't want to do that i don't i don't want to do that what what are you talking about and then they get scared and then they oh. they delay yeah never. or never come back right eventually they have to come back because if they want to buy a house this is what you have to this is do what you gotta do but they said they <clears throat> okay. can tell which realtors are explaining to the buyer oh. because it's easy. Like, oh, this is one of Alyssa's clients. I'm I can just Sh- jump right into know. the process. Love yeah. It. One thing I've loved too about my lender, she uh one of my lenders, she loved my email template so much that she made an email template. Oh. For like whenever a what? buyer emails mm-hmm. and says, Hey, um, so and so gave me your name. Yeah. I'm ready to start the pre-approval <gasps> process. She now has a template Love that it. she copy and paste. Love how many it. times she was like, I can't tell you how many times I've used it. Wonderful. And I used to just type this long email. And then you're like, duh. Uh, yeah. Or it would be like inconsistent. Like sometimes it would be long if I had time and sometimes it was short. And you're like, no, I like, hey, OK, same. great. Here, apply here. Get you it know? all the stuff out. Oh, I love that. While you're on email templates and lenders, um, we had I had an, we had an agent reach out to us who bought the templates recently, and she used the ones that go to the lender, and where they were basically copying the lender on the you're under contract. I think. Yes. Okay. Yes. She said that the lender went to all the other lenders in their office and like <gasps> showed them this email and was like, this is the most professional thing I've ever received. Oh, awesome. I, like just couldn't couldn't stop talking about how great it was. And this was again a newer agent. So I just thought that was that is cool. Lenders appreciate okay that. So this this next thing actually came from a title company. Okay. But they said this would be super helpful and, and you should if you have our templates, I'm gonna go edit mine okay. to match this. Okay. Because this I think is a great idea. When you get a new contract, which one are you going to edit? The you're under contract. Um, I think it could be, a f- it could be the one that goes to the buyer's agent and the lender. Okay. Or the anything that goes to a lender should Got have it. this. Okay. In title, title likes when they are copied on the same email as the lender. Okay. Oh, because really? now they have mm-hmm. the lender's contact mm-hmm. information. They said if you could have bullet points with these items. Okay. It would be tremendous. I was like, wow. Bullet points to be price, mm-hmm. lender information, or saying the lender is copied on this email, mm-hmm. the address, the close date, any concessions in the contract. Mm-hmm. And, and they said any concessions, not just closing cost. If there's something special written in the contract, in there. Terms, a home warranty, um, windows are on back order. Anything that is in the contract that you typed in mm-hmm. or added should be under the under that. Commission split, mm-hmm. HOA information, mm-hmm. and notes. For example, seller lives in California. Seller has a busy job, and this is the best way to reach them. And then all of the buyer information or seller information, all of the client's information. 
Mm-hmm. That is what they need. And if they could have that all in an email up front, mm-hmm. that would be a game changer for them. So I think maybe we can okay. make a I like it. Uh thing for Instagram or something, like a list. Yeah. I like it. So um one of the lenders also said put full legal names on your contract. So when you are collecting information to send, Mm -hmm. to sign, it helps the lenders and the title company when they get a contract and it doesn't say... um, Jimbo? Jim, yeah. But Jim's really, his real name is James. James. (laughs) And yes, Bo is short for this. And he's got a middle name. He's actually the third. Yeah, we got to get it all Yeah, we. They need full legal names on the contract. So whenever you're writing offers, I always tell my clients, perfect, send me your full legal names and email addresses and Mm -hmm. I will... Put it in there. Type it up. Okay. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Guess what? What? We have updated the email templates. Finally. Whoa. (laughs) Hallelujah. They are updated and there are more of them. Yes, we have 10 buyer templates. Right. 15 seller templates. Mm -hmm. As well as a checklist for when to send all the emails at what point in the transaction. Yes, so you don't have to guess when they go. It's very specific. (laughs) This happens now, then you send this email. This is what they need to know. This is what they need to know right now. Also, there are six attachments that go along with some of the seller side. So like move out checklist and showing prep or all that stuff. So there's all the information you will ever need to tell your clients in one of these templates. Yes. And if you still aren't sure, you can go back and listen to episode 31, where we talk about the importance of the templates and why we use them. Like what are we even doing? So we hope that they help you because they have helped us so much. Immensely. And we have gotten so many wonderful reviews about how they have helped others and so now they are up to date and ready for you. Yeah, and you can go read reviews and all the information at emailtemplates101.com. Lovely. How easy is that? Great. Okay, y'all enjoy. Bye. Um, the lenders said pay ad- paying attention to the loan programs that your buyer is pre-approved for. Okay. Because if you, their buyer is going FHA, they can't buy a house with broken windows or right. rotten wood. Right. And that will kill a deal. Right. Or if you're an RD, you need to be in the right area. Mm-hmm. Got it. The lenders also said something huge that would help them would be when the realtors send an email to the lenders saying, inspections have been completed. You can order the appraisal. Oh, great. Time. Or saying ahead of time, hey, the inspection is on Friday. Right. And I'm actually encountering this a lot right now mm-hmm. because the inspectors are so booked up Yeah, with the market being so crazy yeah. that we're not doing the inspection until like day eight, sometimes nine I know, of hard. our 10 days. Yeah. So the lenders are starting to email me more mm-hmm. than they used to saying, like, When's that hey, inspection? can we order the appraisal? Because yeah. they're used to hearing from me. Mm-hmm. But now I need to be telling them, hey, it's not. it's not until next week. So I'll have to keep you posted. That makes sense. I had one on my list for lenders. Okay. Always copy the lender when you send a fully signed offer or addendum yes. or extension. Save that's a good thing for your co-oping agent too. Save them a step. Mm-hmm. If you're on the listing side or buyer side, or, or if you're the last one to sign that document, then send it to the, all the parties. Don't make them ask for it. Or right. oh, and then it's the end of the transaction. You forgot to send it to the title office, and we did an addendum changing the sales price. Yeah. Just send it to everybody. Everybody on the same everybody needs communication. It. Everybody needs it. And that's it. your paper trail. Yeah. Showing like, hey, everybody received this on this day. Well, also, don't depend on the co-op agent to do it. Yep. This will just actually 
keep it all done and you know it's done, but it's also helpful for them. Mm-hmm. How much do you like it when a co-oping agent has already sent the thing that you so were like, great. it's the so greatest. Great. I'm like, they're good. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, also notifying the title company of cancellations. Oh, yeah. So many times we notify the lender. Okay. But the title, it, it all goes to the fact that from what I gathered from our survey, mm-hmm. the lender and the title company, they all want to be on the same email. They want to know all the same things. For the th- yeah, they yeah, need all, all the things. same information. They Makes The sense. title company needs the addendums. Okay. They don't, I mean, you know, just use your judgment, but for the most part, they need, they need the information. I like it. So for the title companies, what I thought was interesting I didn't realize how important it is on where everybody sits at the table. Oh. And how it's awkward for the attorneys if they have to ask people to move. To move. Like, <laughs> you know, they like the buyers on one side and the right. sellers on the other side. Right. A lot of the title attorneys don't care which side is which. They just want you, some have a preference. Some definitely have a preference. Yes. But I always ask, yeah, what where side would you do like you the, want buyers? the buyer? Yeah. But they don't want to come in and be like shuffle y'all around. That, yeah, they said <laughs> they said it makes for the agent looking like they don't know what they're doing. Ah, oh. and then it makes them awkward. Like people are like, oh, sorry, sorry, didn't mean to sit in the wrong spot. Right. They also want the agent. A lot of times, the agents will sit across from their clients. Don't do that. Don't do that. Sit on the same side of the table so the title attorney doesn't have to ask you to move. Oh my God! Why would you sit on the other side? Yeah, I guess. I guess if there wasn't someone. Well, like, you know how now buyers are starting early? Yeah. Signing their docs? Right. Well, then the seller comes in and the agent has to move out the way. Oh, like, you got to get, get yeah, over get to the right your side. Get on oh, your side. Get on your side. These are interesting tips. I know. Okay. And she was like, you wouldn't believe that it, it really makes a difference. Okay. So she said when they walk in and tell the clients, all right, y'all can sit in these first two chairs. She likes when the agent directs them. Love it. Like okay. where to sit. Like, okay. okay, this is what you do now. We're right. here. We're here. Um, she likes, so we understand the personality of our clients. Okay. Giving them a heads up as to what they're about <laughs> to walk into. Right. Hey, these are first time home buyers. Hey, these people have bought 10 houses and they don't need a lot of fluff. Hey, we're in the middle of a very unpleasant situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, we have spent weeks with our clients. Right. Months in some situations. Mm-hmm. They are just walking in blind mm-hmm. and they don't know what a great manner they need to have. Right. Do they need Give more information? Up. Yep. Yeah. Um, so giving them a heads up to the client, even if it's, hey, this should be a really easy one. They're, everyone's really excited. Yeah. I think title attorneys or whoever's performing the closing does always get kind of excited when they know some personal details like, oh, I know you're expecting or this is your first home or that kind of like, yeah, they do it because they want to make they want to make a connection during that few minutes signing. Yes. They okay. need our help to do that yeah. to make their job easier and more enjoyable. They said it's very awkward when realtors are late for closing. Okay. So like they're wanting to start and the buyers are like, oh, should I start? Should I not start? Should we wait? Uh-huh. Should we not like just try not to be, be late. late? Or if you are late, communicate that and say, I'm running late, but go ahead and start signing. We've already reviewed so the, everything. Like, let your client know. Yeah, it's so okay. There's no, there's no debating yeah. at the table. Mm-hmm. Like, do we wait for her? I don't know what we should do. What do we do? Okay. Um, It is a pet peeve of the title attorneys when... Everyone is trying to review the closing disclosure at the closing table. 
Like they want you to look at it before. Yes. Now you do. The buyer signed the CD. Right. But that's on a computer. This is like your first time at the closing table to be holding the piece of paper. I typically ask my clients before we go, did you look yes. at it? Yes. And then you don't. Then all I'm doing is matching up. Is it the same as what I saw before? Right. 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 Okay. But, but they don't want you to a review. A lot of time agents are checking commission at the table. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Are you familiar with the closing disclosure as far as the deposit is it on there is it not on there is the deposit being credited back to the buyer or are they getting the check back okay so anytime a she likes when a a seller says well what is this thirty five hundred dollars on there and the agent swoops in and says remember we agreed during inspections and they go oh okay okay Okay. The, Versus the, the, title. the attorney mm-hmm. saying that's closing costs. And then they're like, what are you talking right, about? Right, right. Okay. Like, what? I, I don't. Make so sense. So making sure that you, you are familiar with the closing disclosure so that okay. when the client has questions, you can swoop in and say, remember when the roof was leaking? Yeah. That's from that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, okay. Right. Because the title attorney doesn't know the roof was leaking. No. So they don't, they can answer the question, but we have the background. Got it. So they like when the agent is paying attention yep and prepared to answer questions oh paying attention yes and prepared to answer questions yes at the closing table they want you to step in yes and put them in the right seats yes got it they want you participate to, to be there guess what good news y'all you can participate you can participate they would like it another awkward thing is when they are discussing repairs at the closing table Right. Like, oh, do you have receipts for that? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Our Louisiana contract says we were supposed to have them five days ago. Yeah. So she said it's always pretty awkward when they're like, well, was that done? Did you have, you oh, know, no. did, so making sure that there is no discussion of repairs, mm-hmm. you know, because that's not a fun thing to discuss. And this, the closing table is supposed to be like the happy time. Right. Everything is we, done. We, all the, uh, yeah, all loose things are tied done. up. Yes. We're we done. have all the receipts. Everything has been done. Okay. But she said it gets awkward when they start questioning condition at the table. Same. Same. Whenever agents or... So apparently lenders and title (laughs) hear a good bit of trash talking. Oh. Like, well, that agent didn't know what she was doing or that lender or Mm. this or that Mm -hmm. or this. It's just not professional. Fair. And it's hard. I can see where, you know, at this point, y'all have been through a lot. You finally made it to the closing table. Who knows what you've been through to get there. But just being mindful of how you're speaking about others. Because even if you have this relationship with your buyer, Mm -hmm. maybe it's your best friend. And y'all want to talk about how terrible that lender was. Right. The title attorney is listening and going, right, this isn't professional. Right. And I hope they don't talk about me this way. Right. It, it just kind of goes Yikes. back to what they hear at the well, table. Behave in a professional manner. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing title said, you know, was don't forget to send us the addendums that you send the lender. Okay. Yeah. I had that on mine. Make sure to provide all signed addenda and extensions to both oh, the extensions. title and the lender. They yes. both need to know. And even an email that says, hey, guys, see the attached extension. Yeah. The close date is now March 1st. Yeah. If anything changes in the contract, you really have to alert the title office. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I put is to let them know the title office early if a power of attorney is needed. Mm-hmm. Like, don't yes. wait until the week of closing and be like, hey, um, the, the seller's out of town. 
maybe you didn't know, but that's why you have to ask questions of your clients at, up front. Yes. Okay, well, closing is on X day. Will you all be in town? Does everyone who needs to sign, are they going to be there? Is someone moving away and we need to do a power of attorney before they move away? Like, sort all that out to make it easier for everyone, but especially your clients. If they're, this happens all the time. Married couple, one is leaving mm -hmm. prior to the closing. One yes. is staying, one is leaving, yes. right? Well, it's a lot easier to pop in to the local title office and do the power of attorney before first per person leaves mm -hmm. than it is to have to send it to them. They have to find a notary in their new place. They have to go FedEx it overnight back to the top. It's a whole hullabaloo. Yes. Not a necessary. Hullabaloo. A hullabaloo? It's a whole hullabaloo. I've never heard of a hullabaloo. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> anyway, don't do that. But in the title um, template that she told me, the bullet points that she said, yeah. when she gave the example of special notes, uh -huh, that would be like she a said POA, POA needed, yeah. clients mm -hmm. are out of town, yeah. client is representing her daughter, right. whatever the case may be. All that Just stuff. anything they would need to know special that would alert notes. them. That makes sense. Yep. Um, the other one I have on lenders and title was to check in and make sure the client is doing what they have been asked to do. Mm -hmm. So the lender has asked them for whatever, pay stubs, yep. and the and the buyer is not, per, your client is the buyer and they're not doing these things quickly. You need to check in with the lender and be like, hey, is my buyer doing what they need to do? Because the lenders love for you to step in and be like, Get it done. Yes. Like, get it done. Mm -hmm. I have no problem being the heavy with my clients. Mm -hmm. If the lender's like, I can't get them to do, finish the application or do this or do, well, okay, well, let me slip, slip in there and just yeah, be hey like. Yeah, guys, we can't move forward until this is done. Little tough love. Yeah. Little tough love. Mm -hmm. But so I think that's, that's key. Same with title. If they've called and asked three times for their loan number or yep. their social or like, get it, get it, get it done. Find yeah. out if they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the last one that I have under some ideas for working with your lender and title, when you provide the fully signed offer, let's just say you are on the seller side and there's a counter offer, mm. please, for the love of all that's holy, put the counter as the first At the top. page of that document. At the top. Trust me when I tell you. <sighs> for the appraiser, mm -hmm. for the lender, for the title. They don't want to dig and for Sometimes they sakes, don't dig. They don't dig and, and don't put it in two docs. No. It better all One be in the same document. clean document. But ideally, put the counter page at the front. Put it at the front. I always get frustrated when I receive an offer and there's like eight attachments. Oh, I know. You know, here's the offer and here's the pre-approval letter and here's the wood destroying insect report and here's the wire for, I'm like, just put it all together. Or do it both ways. What do you mean? Like give it all together. But if you want to see like there's certain ones that I then have to go separate back out. Oh, I see. But it's fine. Get them all in there, but mm -hmm. for sure get that counter where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I have cannot tell you. I mean, I, I think it only happened a couple of times because then I learned my lesson. I've had appraisers appraise the house yep. for the original yep. sales price, not the counter offer price. And then your seller could lose money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your seller could lose money because you simply didn't or organize the PDF the right way. Right. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Thousands of dollars. Yes. Over that I've kind had that of a happen too. Yeah. Like funny that it appraised for exactly the original offer Right, price, and look, we are not, not going to dig into the fact that that's definitely on the appraiser and it's not yeah, doing their job yeah, correctly. Right. But even still, you can avoid that that problem. Yes. You. 
You get to be, that's how you earn your money. That's what you need to talk to when people are like, what am I paying you for? Mm -hmm. You're paying me to make sure you don't lose thousands of dollars because a PDF was organized wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. I can tell you it's happened before. On that note, okay. the appraisers would appreciate a short email. Oh. We need an appraiser email template. What do they want in their email? Um, thank you so much for doing the appraisal on this address. Yes. The contract is attached, even yes. though they already have it. I do this. And we the do terms have this email. are... Okay, they want the terms lined just out. Just like we send it to the lender. Price. Okay. Closing costs. Okay. The windows are on back order, but they're coming. Mm-hmm. Anything he needs to know. Got it. So we just need to add to. Also, these are some of the comps that I used yeah. when I ran numbers. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let me know if you have any questions. Love it. That's what they want. I also, they don't want you to be there. No. They don't want you to follow them around. While you, I know in some marketplaces, the People listing agents are like, you're not there. I'm always there for the appraiser. As long as they have the information, right. they don't need you following them around while they measure the house and take photos. They don't want to be micromanaged. No. they, they would. Then just, they feel like you don't trust them. Right. Exactly. Okay. That's a great tip. Um, if you sell a house before it hits the market, mm-hmm. when you put it into MLS, <laughs> please add a description. And it doesn't have to be a fluffy description. You can just say, sold before processing, kitchen was renovated, bathrooms were not, large backyard. Yeah. Things that an appraiser would need to know. Yeah. And he, they still need photos. Yeah. Um, whenever, so a lot of times they they need a quick answer if they're doing an appraisal. I've had, I get this call a lot. Okay. Hey, I see you sold a house back in March. Was that mother-in-law suite attached was it yeah. can you tell me more about it like maybe they're doing a challenging appraisal and they're using a house that you sold oh, i get this call all the time yes i am happy to answer these questions mm-hmm. for you i mm-hmm. will tell you how many offers we had mm-hmm. i will tell i will tell you anything you want to know as yep. an appraiser anything i can do to make it easier but they said it doesn't help if you call them back two days later oh right away Gotta the appraiser right away. is usually working on the report when he's making the when call. he's making the call because okay. he just needs to know what to put in this report right um when they when you provide an appraiser with comps mm-hmm. he, they said they see this the most oh God. the agent will send the smallest house mm-hmm. and say this one sold for three hundred dollars a square foot no. so my house must be worth a million dollars i'm exaggerating <laughs> but he's like no your house is a thousand square feet bigger, bigger. So you can't. He said agents get very stuck on price per square foot. Yes. And while it's a good starting point, it's not it is how... not all that is into it. And he said, I'm saying he, this wasn't just from my dad. I'm like, is this, are we just talking about Johnny? <laughs> I emailed, no. I emailed a few appraisers okay, and I got, I got, some of this is from him, but some of this is from the other appraisers okay, good. too. We have multiple opinions. Um, so I thought I thought this example was funny. Haven, my daughter, mm-hmm. gets mad when I don't let her wear like her pink jacket to school. Okay. And she gets mad at me. I'm like, Haven, this is school rules. School has a school jacket that you have to wear. If it was up to me, you could wear your pink jacket. Yeah, you don't get, get mad, mad at, at me. me. It's school. I'm just rules. the messenger. The appraisers are like bank rules. Yeah. The banks have rules. Yeah. I can't use this comp that is this far away mm-hmm. because the bank will not allow it. It's a rule. Yes. So it's not that the appraisers are trying to be difficult. Sometimes the house doesn't make value. 
he said, for example, they can only, they have to stay within 10% of living area. Okay. So it can't be more than 10% bigger or smaller to be used as a comp. Okay. Adjustments cannot be more than 15%. Okay. So if you find a house and you're like, well, this one has a pool and this one doesn't and this one's renovated and this one's not and you're making forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of adjustments, the work. bank will kick it back. Yeah. So they are not the ones making the rules. Right. They are just the ones following the Correct. rules. Okay. And they said that under understanding that fluffing the price to get all the closing costs, like it doesn't always work out. Right. It, it doesn't add value. No. There. Okay. And a lot of times they will send comps that, hey, but this one sold for two seventy five, but they paid ten thousand in concessions. Right. And the appraiser subtracts that. Yeah. From the value, mm-hmm. concessions are subtracted from the value. Yep. Um. So just understanding that more and being more patient and gracious with them. Okay, I like it. That's it on the appraisal side. Okay, so you've done title, lender, appraiser. I do have some inspector notes. Let's hear them. Okay. (laughs) Come on. Give us all the... We're going to go to agents after this. Yeah, if we have time. (laughs) Because I have a couple of notes for agents. Okay. Agent to agent. Okay. Not... Tell me the inspector. Come on. Okay, okay. Get it out. Just tell me. Okay. Requesting your your appointment early. Okay. When you are requesting an appointment, include a link to the property. Okay. So they can see the photos. Is it occupied? They have the square footage. They know where it is. All the information is there. Okay. Also, when you request the appointment, not only do they need all the property information, but they need the buyer's email addresses. Oh. So they need to know. They they don't want to go back and forth either. Communication. Yeah. They want one email right. that says, can you do an inspection on this day or this day or this day? Here are the client's information. Here's the house information. Yeah. The end. Okay. Telling the client ahead of time what the inspector does and does not cover. For example, we can't take apart the air conditioner and check Mm -hmm. the coil. We are just doing a preliminary visual visual check. We can't be invasive because it's not your house yet. Got it. It, uh, They do not need help from your three dads and uncle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Helping, quote unquote, slows the process down and can actually cause mistakes. My inspector did tell me he appreciates that I ask them not to come for the first hour. Right. It's a long process. Right. You can still have an hour or two in the house after that first hour. Like, let him get the most of it done and then ask the client to come. Sure. Pay attention at the end when he is going through Mm -hmm. what they found. Yep. So many agents, he said, are on their phone, tech, like, they're not paying any attention. And the client's like, what? What's happening? Oh, man. Um, I always do that walk with the inspector. I do too. I can't imagine. I know. <laughs> or he said, not showing up at all. That's a, he does not like that. Yes. You yeah. you have got to be there. Be there. He feels like when the agent is not there, he has become the agent. Right. And he's Giving trying advice. to like coach them and soothe them. And, and that's our job. So you have got to right. be present. Okay. He sees agents get angry. Angry that at the results? Yes. Or what? he's like, it's I, I you do have a shingle missing, in fact. It's just the truth. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. facts. But he says he sees emotional agents like mm. a lot. And I these are also from a few different inspectors. Okay. Um, whenever you are unsure, mm-hmm. whenever the client is reviewing later, always encourage them to call the home inspector. Yeah. Sometimes it helps to be, remember we talked about this and I said, this will look scary on the report, but it's actually not a big deal. Right. You know. Remember. Yeah. Remember, remember when we talked about that? Yeah. Okay. 
That's what the appraisers, I mean, inspectors, inspectors would appreciate. Love it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Breathe. Take a breath. Here are some practical ideas for working with the other agent. We've covered some. Behaving as if we all have the same goal. Yes. Selling the house. Have all correct info uploaded in the listing as well as the required documents. Yeah. Don't make me chase you down. Right. Put it all in there. Put it in. Fill out that MLS listing over the top as detailed as you can possibly get. Yes. Put it in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Have good detailed showing info uploaded. Mm. Tell me... What's going to happen when I get there? Yes. How do I get in? Where is the lockbox? Especially if you have a condo or a townhome that's in like a big complex and you're not sure where to, how to get to it. How do I get in the gate? How do I do all these things? Make it easy for me to show your property. Okay. Send a coffee card, note, nice text, an email, wishing the agent luck with their buyer if they lost out in multiples on your listing. Oh, that's really cute. Like, be nice. Yeah, we send a nice, nice rejected email, but including right. a little gift card, like something, or even hang in just there. like a an emoji, something. Yeah, a text, something. Hang in there. Um, if you cannot meet a deadline, remember communicate with the agent and tell them why yes. and maybe when they can expect a response. Right. Like, we can't get to you because the seller is in surgery and he can't sign this counteroffer right Right. now. Then, you know, like, tell us what is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Respect the rules of the business and act ethically. Mm -hmm. It's very simple, y'all. You know what the rules are. Respect them. Um, Keep your client in check. This is a great way to be a good co-oping agent. Yes. Don't let them run wild. Make sure they're not reaching out to the other agent or the other clients. I've been having this happening more. That's got to be because their agent isn't available. Why on earth would a client go from instead of you to their agent to the other agent? Why? I don't know. Why? Right. Yeah, it's bad. But make sure your clients, hey, maybe that needs to be part of your email template in the buyer rules. It is not okay okay or appropriate for you to reach out to the listing agent. Yeah. Or the seller. I'm thinking that might need to be updated because I am experiencing it more. Where you're... is it your buyer client? Is it their their buyer client? So I had a buyer the other day that had a question about the deposit check Mm -hmm. and called the listing agent. What? And I talk to him all the time. You're like, why? And I was like, but why'd you call them? He was like, I don't know, because it was made out to their company. So I just found them on the, it it was on the purchase agreement. I know. Right? I was like, okay. Don't do that. Don't do that anymore. Please stop. Yeah. Okay. It needs to be in the rules. Yeah. That sounds like a rules issue. It sounds like it's starting to become more of an issue. People just do what they want. They just want everything. Right away. Yes. I know. I know. Okay, here's another co-oping agent tip. Make sure your buyer seller knows exactly what to expect, i.e. email templates. Mm -hmm. You'll have to make way less calls asking for something crazy. Like if I'm representing the buyer and my buyer knows what's gonna happen, Mm -hmm. they're not gonna also ask me if they can have early occupancy in the house, and then I'm trying, and then I have to call the listing agent. They're like, "What the heck are you even talking about? Like this right. is in the contract." But I'm like, "Well, I gotta ask because my buyer asked." But mm-hmm. don't, don't do that. Tell, right. make sure that your buyer and your seller knows what to expect. That mm-hmm. will keep you from having to reach out to an- the other agent and ask for crazy stuff. Yeah, 
Um, be mindful of the condition of your listing before closing. Hmm. Is it clean? Are repairs done? You know, again, keep your clients in check and behaving well. Yes. This is how you can be a good co-oping agent. Okay? Right. Making By, sure that they understand what clean means. Yeah. Uh, hey, when are you planning to clean? How mm -hmm. are you going to clean? Tell right. me your plan. Let's talk it through. Um I have open a door for a showing or another appointment if the buyer's agent can't find anyone else. If it's your listing, yeah. it's on you. Mm -hmm. Get the listing sold. If another agent reaches out to you and they're like, I really want to show your listing and I just, I can't be there. Mm -hmm. I'm in Bora Bora. Right. <laughs> can, I mean, open the door. Mm -hmm. um, ask if you can pick up a lockbox and sign mm -hmm. for before closing, If especially if you're doing the walkthrough right before closing. Right. Don't make this so difficult for the listing agent to collect. Just be like, hey, I we can't go until the morning of. Can I grab it for you? Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Um, and finally, send a thank you note after closing. Lovely. That's how you be a good co-op. Mm -hmm. Oh, and one last one. Mickey, I told her I would give her credit. Okay. Mickey Jarrett sent a response and said, when she sends an offer to the listing agent, Instead of having my buyers write a letter pleading to the sellers, she includes a four to five sentence resume on herself, something like this. Get ready. I've been in the business for 15 years. It's my full-time job, aka not just a hobby. My lender is the best in the business and she has never missed a closing date. I pride myself on setting correct and realistic expectations for my clients. Mm. They won't ask for stupid stuff on inspections. I have worked hard to have a good reputation among our peers and look forward to having a successful transaction with you. So that's amazing. Amazing. I recently was in a multiple offer situation mm -hmm. this week. Okay. And the house was fantastic. Did it have twinkle lights? This is the twinkle light house. <laughs> okay, go on. And my clients were actually deciding between this and another house that they didn't like as much. And they thought we should just go with the other house because we're not going to win because we have to have at least 2000 in closing costs. Okay. We won. You won. And a lot of it had to do with the email template mm -hmm. sent to the listing agent with the offer that copied the lender mm -hmm. to which my lender responded to and said, oh, awesome. Thanks so much. These are very strong buyers. Look forward to seeing everyone at the closing table. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it makes a difference how you are presenting those offers. Oh, uh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. But can you imagine if you got an offer with a little blurb that said, this is me. Yeah, we're gonna make it. I'm gonna. I'm, I hope. I'm gonna do this full time. That's the only thing I'm I would feel terrible my, about. It's like if, if you, you didn't, didn't make it. But if you know your clients, yeah, yeah, and you, you can, know the lender, right. and you've already done the legwork on the front end, you should be able to say that with Sit confidence that, for sure, right? Mm -hmm. And you pick a closing date that the lender pre-approves. And if you really did have those um, conversations with the buyer about, yeah. hey, with the inspection, this is how it goes. Yeah, if you've done, if you're not lying, you're not just saying this, if you right. really did it, I think mm -hmm. it's amazing. It is amazing. I had a, a buyer's agent call me. So this this was on humbling yourself okay. and owning mistakes. Like we make mistakes sometimes, yeah. okay? I don't know why she does this, but she said, I got to the home, I get to the home inspection early and I fill the bathtubs for the home inspector. Okay. I don't understand, but that's what she does. Okay. And she forgot to turn it off and she flooded my listing. Oh my God. Like bad. Oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
she was like, I'm just calling to tell you that this happened and I'm very sorry and I'm going to handle it. Um, I It was vacant. She was like, I have this company coming to soak up the water and I have this company coming with ozone machines and my buyer understands and they're fine because I'm fixing it. If I just want to, is this okay? And I said, well, <laughs> you're calling me and telling me that this happened and you're calling me and telling me that you're paying to have it fixed. So, okay. I Okay. My accidents happen. Uh, yeah. And she was like, okay, thank you for not yelling at me. And I was like, what else can I, you know, it's, it, that's I can't say anything else. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then after it was all said and done, this horrible smell wouldn't leave the house. And so she paid to have the carpets replaced. Wow. So she never once asked us for anything. She just emailed. She emailed me and was like, hey, everything is dry and good and the mold tests are fine, but there's a smell. So I'm replacing the carpet if that's okay with your sellers. Wow. She just freaking handled it. Well, good for her. But like totally humbled herself and was like, I made a mistake. I made a terrible mistake. Wow. I know. Kind of crazy. That's so crazy. But I, mean, I think about like the mistakes that I've made. I've never flooded a house or anything, but I've certainly made no. some mistakes where I just had to be like, hey. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. It does happen. And just how you own it and how you handle it is important. Right. So you would work with her again. Uh-huh. She was great. Yeah. I have so. to tell you, the rest of the transaction, I mean, she just handled it. Great. Mm-hmm. Love it. Anyways, that's practical. That's a lot of great tips for being a good agent to work with. So many tips. But I, but I love that it really just comes down to how you're operating your business and communication. Yeah. It's easy. It's truly, truly, truly easy to be a good cooperating yeah, agent. Not bad. So easy. Okay, let's do a toast. Are you ready? Yeah. This toast is from Christina Dunn. Okay. Christina is in Orlando mm -hmm. or the Orlando area. Uh, okay. She'd like to toast to Chrissy Sieber and Jennifer Harned. They are agents in my office who are fellow systems queens mm -hmm. and hustle humbly listeners. Great. Chrissy has only been in the biz for less than two months and has already shown high dollar clients and has written several offers. Look at that. As her mentor, she has wowed me in her ability to adapt to this crazy world of real estate. Jen is a seasoned agent who just recently joined my brokerage. She's a rock star. She was a listener before we even met, and now we just joined the modern and now just joined the modern agent community. It's so fun having agents in my office that love hustle humbly as much as I do. That's awesome. Cheers to Chrissy and Jen. Yes. Cheers. Thank you to Christina. That's Christina okay. is an OG. Like she has listened to the show since the beginning. Really? Yes. 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 So we love doing a toast for Chrissy and Jen, and we hope that um, everyone has a wonderful day, and please be a good cooperating agent. Be the agent that everyone wants to work with. That's right. That's a great way to end it. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.